Hello, welcome to the Thursday, September 17th, 2020 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich, and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. This week we actually came across a somewhat different sample of Mirai. I forgot where we actually got it from. I think it was one of our honeypots or a reader I think may have sent it from a honeypot. But essentially at first it looks like any other Mirai sample scans very aggressively for 23. 423 Telnet and then tries the standard brute forcing that Mirai is kind of known for. What surprised me was that it included a string in the binary that pointed to Amanda backup. Amanda short for the Advanced Maryland Automatic Network Disk Archiver is a fairly popular multi-platform backup open source product usually seen more in the Unix world than the Windows world, but there is a Windows client available. And well, it has been around for a while. Actually, at first I thought the string referred Amanda 2.3. That version was released, I believe in 1998. But this is sort of a very generic uh, string that's really just checking what version the Amanda client is running that the scanner would connect to. Now, this looks still like it's sort of work in progress for this particular Mirai variant. I haven't been able uh, to trigger uh, this uh, particular activity. And now what's also a little bit different from the classic Mirai is there is a little command and control channel uh, going on here. Didn't receive any meaningful content while I was running it in my lab, but potentially this could be remote activated. Have to take a closer look at the binary. Backup software, of course, is a gold mine for an attacker and, well, uh, weak passwords. If they work against Telnet, uh, why not try them out against the backup system as well? The attacker could then exfiltrate the data that has been backed up or as part of a ransomware scheme, just delete the backups. And Apple today, of course, released iOS and iPad OS 14, as well as Safari 14, tvOS 14, and Watch OS 7. With these updates, as usual, come some security fixes. Not too many this time. The iOS and iPad OS 14 update only includes, I believe, 11 of fixes, if I counted them right. Two of them are sort of noteworthy. I think uh, they affect the lock screen. One is related to Siri, where a person with physical access to an iOS device would be able to view notification content. When the screen is locked, uh, you should only see that there is a notification and the application that sent the notification, but you shouldn't actually see the content of the notification until you unlock lock the phone and well that content was leaked here via Siri. Not really clear if you had to have Siri enabled while the phone is locked. That's always a little bit a tricky 
proposition. Secondly, and also sort of related to the lock screen uh, vulnerability that just failed the lock. So the, the phone would not lock after the given time. And uh, yes, uh, this is fixed as well. Not really clear uh, what particular circumstances would trigger the lock to fail and whether that's something an attacker could take advantage of easily. It looks like there was only one code execution vulnerability that's being addressed here, CVE 2020-9973, and by opening a crafted USD file, a victim may be tricked into executing arbitrary code on the device. WatchOS 7 only fixes four vulnerabilities, which are a subset of uh, the iOS vulnerabilities. Same for tvOS, also only four vulnerabilities. And also Safari, Safari 14, only 14 WebKit vulnerabilities are being addressed here. Safari 14 was released a little bit ahead of uh, Mac OS 11, which should be released in the next few weeks, I believe. So no rush to upgrade, which is uh, great for a major feature update like this, uh, because there's always a risk that some applications or so will misbehave. So best to wait a couple days before you apply this update. Well, that's it for today. Thanks again for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.